great friend of our church, a great father, a husband, uh, a man of God. Would you help me welcome up Pastor Terrence to bring us the word? Pastor Terrence, come on up. You want to do a little dance battle? or you, you, Are you good? I think it's called broke dance at our age, <laughs> not break dance. <laughs> can, can break dance, but take a week to heal, yeah? Thank, thank God we believe in healing. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Hey, did you meet Donna at New Hope? Yes, I did. Yeah, so a lot of us, a lot of us met our wives at uh, that adventure. Uh, God is good that way. He has a great sense of humor. Just like Jeff. <laughs> All right. So, uh, that, so that's how I got to know. I know Jeff, guys. I know um, Glenn. I, met, I, think I, met, I first met Pastor Glenn when I was invited to this 5 o'clock in the morning Every Tuesday, his class called School of Church Planters with Pastor Wayne. And I didn't know what the heck I was doing there because everybody in the room were pastors and I was like, hmm, did they call the wrong number or something? But I got to meet Glenn because uh, he kind of saw me, kind of mentored me a little bit along with some of the other pastors. And uh, I guess they felt they had a calling back then. And uh, 20 something, 20 years later, <laughs> look at us. Uh, I had the privilege of, of pastoring. Um, I, I think I helped this church start. Jeff, did you, were you here the first? Um, it was back in the Child and Welfare Services. Yeah? Yeah? Oh, yeah, I think like two services. I think we did some, some dancing then when I could more, do more. Uh, but yeah, that was really fun. Um, so that's how I met, I met Glenn before he met his wife. And... Uh, it was a great adventure. Since then, it's like four different denominations I've pastored, a children's pastor, youth pastor, uh, interim pastor, and all these other kind of pastors. Because you know what it is when you're, when you're a pastor on church, at church, you do everything. You, you clean toilets, you pay for people, you fix this, you, you gotta do whatever it takes. And uh, you learn a lot along the way. So yeah, talk about a lot of life. So now that I'm old, like Jeff, All I know is that God has proven himself to be super real. Um, the days when I really needed Jesus to be real, he showed up. And even when I didn't really know how badly I needed him, he was there. When I look back, I'm thinking, there's no way I could have come through that if it wasn't for the faithfulness of God to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And that's what I'm just here to share with you is that his faithfulness. And that today's sermon, the title is Advent. It's the preparing for Jesus' first coming, and which he already did, thankfully. Yeah, I praise that. But it's finding comfort this Christmas. Because I don't know about you, but so easy to, it's so easy to get caught up in the current of things. The current of the present attitude, the present pace of things. Uh, how many of you love to go Christmas shopping and fighting finding a parking space, or seeing that one item that's on sale and then like 50 hands are going for it, and it's like, it's like a survival of the fittest. It's not fun during Christmas if you're in that. And if that's all there is, then sure. Uh, it would be very much uh, frustrating and not so much fun, because we forget, like Jeff was saying, just remember, Jesus is the reason. But the closer I, I notice this, the closer I get to him, Things don't go away, but it's easier to go through things. So the closer you draw to him, the deeper you allow him to go and speak into your life and be present in your life, I notice that um, 
there's more clarity, there's more peace. And I noticed that I don't have to please people as much. I don't have to have as much as other people. I don't have to prove myself to other people. I can just be and let Jesus allow me to be. And it's so much less stressful. I don't know if you find that, right? Because I remember what it's like to try to please people. It's not fun. So it's, it's hard because I know, like Jeff, he knows me as the dancer guy way back. <laughs> and... Uh, Man, and I used to get irritated at that after a while because when your reputation gets beyond who you know you really are, it's scary because then you try to live up to that and you can't, you can't. There was one day I was walking with some New Hope friends and I tripped over a break in the sidewalk and everybody went, oh, Terrence tripped. What is today's date? And I'm like, oh, come on, give me a break. Like, just, (laughs) I'm a human, okay? So, but... So that's just saying, just, just relax today, and we're going to just enjoy Jesus to be with us right where we are, no matter where we're at. No matter what you're going through or have gone through recently, just let him be your peace and your comfort. I did want to teach you two things before we pray. Uh, I teach them sign language because uh, the original sign dance ministry, and you hope we taught a lot of ministries, but there's two words, peace. So if you want to learn that, do this with your hands, peace, and you just smooth it out. So when I know that when I pray and I pray um, with sign and I, I move my hands, it goes deeper for me. When I say that, Jesus, just bring me your peace. More of me is involved in it, and I f- it goes deeper for my heart, and I can reflect a little deeper. And there's another word that you should know that tonight's title is comfort. Comfort. So all you do is this. This is really cool. It's like you're petting a very small comfort. Be very gentle. There's times when you, you can do it when you're stressed out. You can feel like this. So if you're doing it, and you can kind of watch yourself. You can kind of see where your spirit is at and you can slow down. Okay, let's get to the peace and give me your comfort. Okay, so you can do that when you pray this week. So let's pray. With that, let's pray. To close your eyes, I want you to take a moment to just reflect on a few things before we pray. And think about how your life has been. If you have had a time of not knowing Jesus, remember what that time was like, what life was like. And then you can compare that with some memories as they wash over you. Compare that to life when Jesus entered and the difference that he made and is still making what emotions or memories or lessons come to fill your mind and heart right now? What experiences have made you in that relationship with Jesus, made you who you are today? None of us are perfect, but we are loved. Regardless of the current state of your health or your spirit or your mind or your body, or the nature of your relationships at this point. Just let Jesus wash over you and fill you and encourage you because all things are continually being made new through him and his grace. Regardless of the pace of your life, thank you for taking the time to step aside and give God the greatest honor, his time and attention. It's the greatest honor we can give anyone so Father, we come before you and give you space. 
to speak and be with us. We are here together, not as individuals, but we are here as your children to share and feast on your person, on your spirit, on your words. So speak your words of refreshment to us tonight, words of wisdom, words of life, words of hope, love, and peace, words that will give us strength for the way ahead and clarity of direction to navigate through it all, no matter what has or what may come. Lord Jesus, we need you to be our comforter tonight and every day so that we may be a people who will be better equipped to be and to do the same for those you bring alongside us. So we thank you for hearing our prayer. Amen. Okay, we can go home. <laughs> There's really, I don't know what more we can say, but we'll go through it anyway, because God, God overfills my cup, so we'll overflow yours. So pace and rhythm, because um, music is a big part of our lives, every one of us, we can think of a favorite song. We, uh, even if we don't like a song, if it's in, in the... If it's in a song and we hear it long enough, it's gonna get in there somehow. We, it kind of get, you know, in, we're through our mind, straight into our hearts, and we're like, ugh, sometimes, depending on the nature of the song. But in, in, in music, pace and rhythm is important. Because imagine if you just had a bunch of notes and no space between them, and it would just be a bunch of noise, right? But in life, there's a pace and rhythm that we must maintain for our own sanity. And uh, the space between the notes in music is just as important, sometimes more important than the notes itself. You need to have, there's, there's a rhythm to things. And uh, there's a small story I wanted to share with you that uh, there's these guys on this safari, very wealthy men, they got together and they hired some guys to go on a safari, some people to help them carry their things, some workers. And uh, one guy arrived like three days late and he was he really was wanted to catch up with his party, so he pushed his guys to just drive and catch up to his crew. And finally, they caught up to the team. It took them three days, and uh, and they just had one more shot to make catch it up with that with the original team. But he woke up that day, and all his guys were laid out, exhausted. And he said, "Get your guys up and let's go." And they're like, "We cannot." And he said, yo, you, I, I'm hired you. You're in charge of your guys. You got to get them because we have one more push and we'll catch up. And he said, I, I can't. They won't get up. And he said, why, why would that be? I paid you good money. It's because they're waiting for their, their, their souls to catch up with their bodies. <laughs> they were pushing so hard. And sometimes we can be like that. We can be pushing so hard that sometimes we leave our souls behind and we're empty bodies just continuing on without, and there's no joy, there's no strength, there's no anything. So it's important to take some time aside, and we know that Jesus' custom was that too, right? So let's, if, you, if you're able to stand, please join me in this opening verse as we read it. Okay, all right. And it goes like this, comfort. Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, 
Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low, and rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Man, you may be seated. Thank you. So good. Comfort. What a powerful thing. That we have a comforter, right? And um, Isaiah was written, uh, so many prophecies about Jesus before he even manifested in the form, a human form, God in the bod. And uh, isn't, I'm glad that he made all things true. So the first point in your notes, if you turn to your notes, comfort, three gifts, a gift everyone sincerely needs. Everyone sincerely needs. And while you're filling that in, I'll just read the next verse. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Get away, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real test, a real rest, excuse me. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. When I first became a Christian, I was so eager to do stuff for God, so eager to fight the enemy, so eager to, to spin on my head at the prisons or wherever, just to do stuff for God. So I, I didn't have a wife back then, so I could, right? I was very young. But it ended up, I realized, after God told me, you're kind of being selfish. It was all about me. It was all about me trying to prove something to God, trying to pay him back for what he did for me. And there's nothing that, you ever tried to pay God back? what he gave you it's impossible right his grace overflows so much but it's a great sentiment but it's impossible to, to do I know I've tried but his rhythm his rhythm when I, I was out of rhythm with his lead then things get disjointed yeah is it me I know I, I'm a popper but I'm <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that kind of popper. <laughs> Yeah, just on the outside. Thanks, Jeff. Let's say that if that works. All right. So the challenge this Christmas in this in practicing comfort and receiving God's peace just for in this season, whatever you need it for, the challenge is to give yourself permission to be selfish with Jesus, to selfish with your time with Him. Selfish to know what you need. To be, to be able to confess and say, God, I honestly need you here in this way. And that's okay. And sometimes it's good to confess it with somebody that knows and loves you really well because they can be praying for you and you for them. So allow, that allows you to, when you confess something, it's like you're leaving room. You're giving him space before him. It doesn't have to always be in fear and trembling, but it's just a simple acknowledgement that you need him. <clears throat> and this verse 27, in John 14, 27. Let's say this together and just receive it as if God's saying it to you as you say it. 
Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That is so cool. And you know what I do sometimes is I like to change the wording around so that I, it changes for me. So if I say, peace you leave with me. Your peace you give to me. You do not give as the world gives. You do not let my heart be troubled and I will not be afraid. You can use scripture that way anytime and just receive it for yourself. So the question I have at this point in time is with that, ask God, what areas of your life do you need peace and comfort? And just to think, think on that, you don't have to write it down, but if something does pop up, make sure you, you note that. Acknowledge it. Number two, comfort. The second gift of comfort is, it's a gift promised to God's people. And Isaiah 40, again, says this, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. So who is he talking to? He's talking to Isaiah at this point, but God himself is saying to his people, comfort my people. When we comfort each other, it's such a cool thing. Because the world's economy says this, the more you divide something, you give it out, the less you have. So therefore, just hoard, just hoard, keep it. Be stingy. But God's economy, with God's love and character and peace and everything he gives us that you can't really measure, the more you divide, the more it multiplies. It's amazing how his economy works. And if you just trust that, already I can feel the room just get a little bit lighter just by acknowledging that. It's so cool. Let's read verse 28 together in Isaiah 40, 28, 31. I know a lot of you know and love these verses. And God is true to this word. It says this, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. There's a big difference I notice when I'm obeying God and I just, there's really hard things to do sometimes that I really don't have the wisdom or the wherewithal within myself to do that God asks me to do. And I do get really tired. I think you, you do too. But I, I know this. When, and at the end of the day, as long as I gave it my all and I obeyed Jesus, my sleep is much more peaceful. So if you want a peaceful sleep, don't burn yourself out and waste your energy on the things that are not of God. But use, use your energy and direct it with God and you'll see great things happen. Things you're like, when you look back, you're like, how the heck did that happen? Because you can't take credit for it. When you know you're running and obeying and you got nothing else to give except Jesus and he says, no, no, I called you. Just trust me, come with me, I'm with you. And then things happen. That's something, that's something to behold. Enemy, stop popping. 
The enemy wants to battle. <laughs> All right, let's go to um, point three, the third kind of gift that comfort brings. It's a gift received through a child. And we all know who that is. It's the person. The gift is a person. It's not a thing. <laughs> it's a person. And we just read, let's read the next verse, Isaiah 9, 6. For, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Easier said than done, right? But it's true. And let's read the next one, Matthew 1, 21 to 23. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. It's so amazing, yeah? Sometimes we can be like Paul and say, God, would you just take this thing away? Would you just fix that person <laughs> or that situation? And he says, my grace is sufficient. I'm gonna be with you through it. I've heard that very thing, very thing when I uh, met my wife. God said, there's something I need you to learn how to love through this woman. She's probably watching. Hi, honey. <laughs> and I'm still learning. She'll be the first to admit that. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a person to, to Jesus. He is with us through all things if we allow him. I'm gonna ask you to do one little act. And if you have some, all of you have a set of keys. It's a simple, simple act of faith. So the keys, can you hold them in your hand or bring them out? And we know we're not gonna sing Jingle Bells, but <laughs> we could. Our keys represent the things that we own. You probably have a house key or a car key at least, or else you wouldn't be able to be here, right? Some of you have other kinds of keys, but keys also represent the things that we're responsible for, right? But God told me this once. He said, bring out your keys. They represent every aspect of my life that I'm responsible for. And he says, he told me this. This is your problem, Terrence. You think you own all this stuff. He says, the problem is, <laughs> you haven't given me everything of yourself yet. That's why you're having a hard time. So instead of it being my house, I said, God, thank you for the house you've given me. Instead of it being my car, God, thank you for the blessing of the car you allow me to have. And each other aspect of, our, of my life until he says thanks because he said this, you are letting me only into the guest room and only on the front porch of your house. But not all the way in because you're thinking it's your house. And he said, finally, Terrence, finally you can let me occupy every part of your life and realize that I am providing for you and it's all mine and I let you have it. 
Thank you for focusing through all that, <laughs> that noise. So, in the, yeah, let's switch. Thank you. Thank you. All right. There we go. Much better. Turn that guy off. So in preparation of uh, the next time you get together in your small group or with your families after this, or even dialogue together over dinner, think about these things. Ask God and yourself, when and how do I experience God's comfort and peace the most? When at the time? God knows you the best. And sometimes he might remind you that you're not giving those your, your life space enough in those places anymore. Maybe it's the kind of music, maybe the, the things you do with, with your time or what you're watching. How do you experience God's comfort and peace the most? And what areas of my life do I most need God's peace and comfort? And with whom does God want me to share his peace and comfort? Because remember, we are children of faith like Abraham, through Abraham. God said we receive his blessings to be able to bless other people. It's not just for us and to us, it's also through us. Let's continue to carry that as we close in prayer. And in the season, know that Jesus is with us. For our closing prayer, yeah, come on up. I'm going to ask Chad them to sing. We all know, come let us adore him. And let that be our, our honor and our prayer to him. And as we close tonight, our time of worship and begin our fellowship time. And again, after service, there's time for prayer. If you need prayer, someone will, you can raise your hand and there's prayer warriors in the room. And uh, we can all use, there's never enough prayer in our life, right? <laughs> so. before you and we say thank you for being our peace being our comfort and not just for us but for the entire world help us to be keepers of this peace guardians of this peace stewards and generously giving out to whoever those you bring across our path father may you fill us today may we be changed and be different because of who you are Thank you, Jesus. As we pray, amen. God bless you all. <laughs> Enjoy. Thank you for tuning in to the New Hope Kapolei Messages podcast. We hope you enjoyed this weekend's message 
and that it brought you inspiration and encouragement in your journey of faith. If you'd like to listen to more messages or stay connected with us, visit our website at newhopecapole.org or follow us on social media. Remember, no matter where you are in life, there is always hope and a new beginning in Christ. So let's continue to grow and learn together as we pursue a life of purpose and impact. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Aloha and God bless.